All right, we're back again, more intros, but welcome, welcome to another episode of the Make Dope Shit Podcast. This episode is with my buddy, Jack Miller. Jack is an accomplished cinematographer, director of photography, and gaffer based out of the Ohio area. I was actually, I had hit him up to let him know I was going to be in Columbus for a weekend and recording a couple of episodes, was going to see if I could get him on the podcast. And it turned out that while I was going to be in Columbus, which is where he resides currently, he was going to be in Cincinnati, which is where I am. So we ended up scheduling some time and he came through and, and, you know, we hung out, hung out in my living room and recorded this. In this episode, we talk about Jack's evolution into the film industry, how he started doing a whole lot of different things and found his way towards cinematography. We dig into his creative processes and how he handles different challenges as a director of photography on set. And we kind of get into the weeds of the impact of social media, you know, just kind of our general thoughts and I guess general dislike of it um, as, as folks in this, in this media world. Be sure to check out the links in the description to follow Jack on Instagram or see any of his latest upcoming works. And as per usual, any links to resources or things mentioned or discussed will be in the description as well. So without further ado, my conversation with Jack Miller. But yeah, I mean, we're rolling. Um, I'll kind of, like I said, I'll probably kind of mess with this on the fly. Um, but yeah, Jack, thanks for coming by. Um, I, I guess we'll kind of start with like the intro, kind of introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Jack Miller. I am a director of photography and gaffer um, located in the Ohio area. Um, I live in Columbus right now, but I try to work all over. So yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, um, I guess to start off, um, I'll, I'll ask kind of what, what you've been up to lately. Um, but then also, and, or in here, I guess the other thing I forgot to mention up top is you'll get final, uh, uh, final say in the edit. So like, if you say anything, you're like, oh, I want to cut that. Like I'll send you the final thing before it goes out and you know, anything you want to cut, we can do that. Cool. Um, but, uh, which I'll probably cut that for the sake of, <laughs> of, of monotony and boringness. No, I want this. <laughs> it's keeping it in folks. If you're hearing this is the raw, um, raw behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, like what have you been up to? And, uh, like notably I noticed you were, uh, selling your red, selling your Komodo. Yeah. And I think you had mentioned something about like, um, uh, kind of career change, career move, step in the career or something like that. Maybe I'm, I'm misremembering, but like, um, that's basically it. Um, yeah, in terms of that, I, you know, I think it's obviously a great thing to have a camera. You know, you can go shoot something whenever you want, which, I, by the way, I'm still going to probably go buy a camera once I sell the Komodo. Um, so if but, you're listening to this, go buy, go buy Jack's Komodo <laughs> if it's available. Yes, um, please. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm trying to move more to like a model where i'm just building relationships with rental houses and going from there um you know there's i'll I'll shout them out um liminal space productions in cleveland um they're really putting a lot of cool things together um i wasn't able to make it but they did like a huge gear expo um like gear and crew expo um yesterday actually 
Um, like they brought out like a moto crane um, with a Russian arm attached to it. Um, they did like a huge G&E showcase. But anyways, um, they're legit. They're pretty awesome people. Um, they're probably a vendor that I'm trying to, you know, get some stuff from. Um, and obviously with that comes like bigger productions and bigger like budgets and stuff like that so really i'm hoping that that's kind of more for direction i can go the low budget stuff's always fun um but if you're doing this as a professional you know obviously you want to move up and you know get your crew paid and obviously you get paid so that's just kind of where i'm at right now and you know i'll always like want to shoot things for fun i mean you guys can't see this but i brought my uh, film camera with me um i'm always shooting you know it's it's my passion Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, we'll dig into some, some film photography stuff as well. Um, but, uh, um, I, I guess on that front then, like, well, I'll, I'll pull it back. How did you get into, um, into the film world? And like, I guess we can start at, at like the real broad, like the first, uh, what was your first exposure to, you know, working in film production? Like, how did you end up getting to like, cinematography and like being a dp like what was the the kind of journey to get you there yeah that's a great question and i always (laughs) i always have trouble answering it but the more i it kind of like came to me like i didn't like go search for it um i had always been interested in photography um i mean some of my earliest memories i was taking photos um stealing my mom's film camera i remember her nagging me about that um but obviously we're all like um brought up to we're we're all brought up to do like the okay let's go to college let's get a 9 to 5 let's have a family and support that family um so i i went to college for a little bit um did not like it <laughs> <laughs> dropped out um really did some soul searching for a little bit and had realized okay i'm really passionate about um like film and like taking pictures i had also came from music as well so creativity has always been in like the back of my head i didn't really realize like okay i could actually pursue this um but um it was kind of like a process at that point um i actually went to school to get an associate's degree um at community college, you know, no shade to anybody who goes to community college, you know, you can really, um, still meet some great people and save some money. Yeah. So I, I did that. I, I wanted to try it out. Um, you know, I wanted to pursue my passions while also making my parents a little bit happy. Um, Hey, I'm still going to school guys. Um, but this is what I'm doing. Um, so I did that. I instantly fell in love with it. Um, it was very reassuring to me that, okay, I'm do I'm studying this in school and I actually like it. Um, and then the next step was obviously graduate and start finding work. Um, so a buddy of mine that I frequently like collaborate with, um, he kind of like helped me figure out like what it was specifically that I wanted to do as well. Um, but, you know, he's a director um, and he has a passion for film and wants to make movies, obviously. Um, so he asked me one day and he was like, 
all right, man, uh, we're pretty good friends. Um, I want to keep working with you. I want to keep building this relationship, but I really need you to figure out what you want to do specifically. Um, I know you really like cinematography. I know you really like editing. Um, and I, I agreed with them too. It was like, yeah, I mean, I, I probably need to figure out specifically like what I want to do. Um, and I, I, I let it marinate. I sat on it and I was like, you know, cinematography, um, that's probably what I'm going to do. I really enjoy it. I really like lighting. I really like, um, just crafting a story visually and telling, like getting that, um, getting the point across without, you know, actually directing or doing all that. I really respect directing. I don't think it's for me. Um, I just like to make really good looking stuff that also, um, ties in with what the message the director is trying to, um, get across. So really, it's a really long answer. Um, but I think it kind of gives everybody a background of like how I got here. Um, and you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I think that's interesting. The, um, kind of how you were saying you, you kind of fell into it. Um, and then the, the need to specialize. Um, I, I feel like especially the, the film and video world is unique in that, at least in my experience, the only way to get started is to just kind of do everything. Like, like you're nobody unless you're, you know, um, this is just the name that comes comes to mind uh, because oh, why can't I? The Priscilla movie, Sophia Capilla. I figure she probably, given her father, um, could could pretty easily dive in and know I'm going to be a director, right? Um, not to, uh, you know, I'm not negatively in any capacity but like um i think with the exception of something like that you kind of have to um have to do everything have to try everything um but then there's a point at which you you do have to like hone in and focus on whatever that is um to uh yeah to really get to the next level yeah and to and to start working like in productions more fluidly right versus just kind of like diying some stuff um it was kind of similar to me with, with color, um, where I was doing a bunch of like music videos and like kind of trying to like do some scrappy commercial stuff with, uh, with heat seeker and with Holden and, uh, shout out Holden Mathis, the, uh, season, season one of the podcast. We'll get him, get him back on, I'm sure at some point. Um, but, uh, um, where was I? Oh, I just kind of, it was the same thing. I just kind of fell into color, right. Where it was like, I, well, primarily it was like, I've got a decent enough camera and I can do the fundamentals of camera work. We don't have a ton of lighting equipment, but like I can do some scrappy lighting. The differentiator was color for me. And it was, I mean, it helped. It was something I enjoyed, um, but it became this thing that, that kind of differentiated and I was able to, to focus in on. Um, and that was my way into, um, you know, working with like the only, I guess with the exception of like some editing here and there, um, but all the editing I've done on other productions has come with me coloring it. Um, it's the only way that I've done any work outside of like my own produced stuff is, is I'm coloring it, which is great. That's the goal, especially at this point. Like that's um, I'm not, I think the only thing I'm doing is coloring stuff. If it's, if it's video related, like not that I'm not going to shoot music video here or there anymore, but like 
Um, I think for the most part, I'm focusing on color, but uh, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. But uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> I I definitely something that struck me when you said this all here was um yeah i mean i i still definitely have to i i think it's especially if you're trying to specialize in something um it's going to be a constant grind um mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of the projects that i'm dp is uh that i am director of photography on i'm also producing too so it's mm-hmm. like to be able to put something together ground up um to really chase like what it is you're after um, is something that you're probably going to have to do for a little bit. At least mm-hmm. it seems like the case for me and you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely like a, a, a constant, uh, a recurring theme, at least with, with video people, um, is having to kind of, kind of start with everything to get to, to, a to a focus there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's, um, you know, from the outsiders looking in, I think there's kind of a disconnect between, um, like content creation and filmmaking um they're at at the end of the day like when you're actually seeing the final product there's not that big of a difference but you know people need to like see like they would see that if people saw like the behind the scenes of like the two they would be shocked <laughs> you know um but yeah it's you know the whole content creation and um that kind of stuff it's very yeah you're kind of like holding all these hats but yeah once you get into like filmmaking and um video production or some video production is also content content creation but specifically yeah like film and filmmaking it's like yeah if you if you don't have like a specialty like it's gonna be kind of hard to get in honestly because like people need to know like what it is that you want to hone in on Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's it helps with like your personal branding too. I remember when me, you, and Holden met up for uh, for beers way back when. Um, um, Good times. Yep, throwback when you were still here in Cincinnati. <laughs> also, the the I'll, I'll take a quick aside. I love that um, I put together a uh, a weekend to like go up to Columbus and record <laughs> with folks in Columbus. And you're like, oh, I'm actually going to be in Cincinnati while you're while you're up there. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, what where was I going with that? Oh, I remembered when uh, on the way out the door, you were um, you kind of did like a, a a mental recalibration of who we were, and you what you said to me was like Riley, colorist, right? Like it was just boom, right there. Yeah. And I was like, yep, and I'm like, that's the goal. Um, and I I think I feel like I have it lucky as a colorist. I think that I am a lot of the people I know. I'm the only or one of like two or three colorists mm-hmm. that they know. Um, it's kind of a cheat code. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's that many in Ohio, honestly, yeah. at least not that do that try to just do pure color stuff. Sure. Um, I, I actually, I know I'm going to choose my words carefully. Yeah. Um, and depending on where this goes, maybe I cut some stuff, <laughs> but there was a organization. I'm going to leave it at that that uh i had it was a feature i was working on the director was like oh you should reach out to these folks and see if you can get plugged in and they do all sorts of stuff with the industry i'm just gonna keep it super vague <laughs> um and I, I you know i reached out i'm like hey you know i'm a colorist i'm doing x y and z and uh the person running it was like uh they were like oh well do you what do you want us to to do here and i'm like well i'm a colorist you have 
all of these how can I be vague? You have all of these other things going on with all of these people who aren't colorists. I, given that I'm also a, a crew member, I'd like to, you know, whatever. Um, and it was basically like, oh, well, we don't get a lot of stuff for colorists. And would you like me to put you up as an editor? And I was like, no, I mean, if you don't. And I said, I was like, this might not be a good fit. If you don't yeah. need a colorist, then like, I'm just trying to be a colorist. And then I got this like weird snarky. Well, like, I'm just trying to help your career. And, and I was like, all right, well, but you're not right. If if I'm trying to, to do this thing. Um, but I think that that illustrates that like, even in, even in the industry, um, there's still a lot of like, um, uh, education that I have to do on like the importance of like coloring footage and like the technical and creative aspects that kind of go into it. Um, it's very easy to overthink and especially like, and and I don't blame anybody who's goes through pre-production doesn't think about color. I always tell people, I'm like, think about it in pre-production. Like, call me up in pre-production. It'll make everything so much easier. Think about everything in pre-production, yes. guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. But it's it's a double-bladed sword or a double-edged sword or whatever the, the saying is. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I when I meet somebody, I'm, you know, like I said, I tend to be the only or one of a few colorists that they know. Um, but at the same time, it is, uh, people looking for color work is, is kind of few and far in between. Um, but, uh, I guess that's, that's neither here nor there, but, um, um, so I, I guess as you were like delving into, um, you know, like working on, on productions and stuff like that, um, what were like, was there any one like moment that you were like, Oh, I think I'm going to kind of lean into cinematography or what was yeah uh, or was it more just like over time or or what did kind of some of that look like yeah um that's a great question uh i think it i think it was a mixture of both over time and like specific moments um you know oh man <laughs> this is such a hard question um i think short answer it's like over time like and i think this can go for anybody like the more you work on like the more you work in a skill set and like in a collaboration with a bunch of people, the more you can kind of realize like, all right, this is what I want to do. Um, I think a great example for this is like, if you're a PA production assistant and you don't exactly know what you do, what, what you want to do, um, just get on the set and mm-hmm. just kind of see how everything runs. And I, can guarantee you'll probably find something that you'll gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just, I like lighting. I like cinematography. How do I do that? Uh-huh. So I think, I feel like that's the best way I can answer that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then, so, so I, I, I'll jump back then to, um, uh, a, a, to echo the sentiment, um, think about everything in pre-production. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um also as you're um going through and and planning stuff out what does that pre-production process look like for you like mm-hmm. what are the what are the first things that you think about and what are the last things that you think about like throughout that process yeah, yeah. um dude you <laughs> quick aside you're asking really great questions and i you. love this this is my first podcast by the way so i'm you know I, I haven't really known what to expect, but this has been great so far. Awesome. Awesome. Um, That's the goal. I like to keep it, like to keep it chill. I mean, we're for those listening, uh, which is everybody. Cause I don't do video. 
um, is we're just chilling with like hand mics on my couch yeah. <laughs> in my living room. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think it all starts with the script. Um, and, you know, if you're not doing scripted, um, kind of starts with your general outline. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll just say if it's scripted. Thing, yeah, yeah, I'll just um, stick with that. So, you know, you director hits you up. Um, hey, I have this project um, that I would like to shoot. Um, and I, I would probably go, you know, uh, you know, what's your idea? What's your script? Um, and then go from there. So usually read the script, uh, see what I think about it. Um, and then usually at that point, it's like gets a little bit more logistical. Um, oh, maybe before logistics, you probably talk with the director about like, all right, you know, maybe this is the kind of look we're going for um, with the lighting, you know, um, that maybe this is what kind of camera moves we want to do. Um, and then it's your job as the director of photography to kind of interpret that um, for more of a technical side. Um, and, you know, once you get to that point, you can kind of um, really get an idea of like, OK, this is probably the amount of crew members we would need and g and and camera. Um, this is the gear we would need. Um, and really, it, I, I think the last steps, like once you get to that point, obviously, at some point in time, you want to scout like locations, um, which can really that can kind of be. um at any point in time before you figure out um, what kind of gear and crew you need. Mm -hmm. Um, Really the locations, especially, you know, on these lower budgets, um, the locations nine times out of 10 dictate like how things are going to roll. Yeah. Um, You know how location, um, unless we're green screening everything. Right. (laughs) And I, I don't know about you guys. I don't want to do that. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the process. And I would say the last process is, you know, finalizing, you know, back and forth with budgets and mm-hmm. um, seeing what works and seeing what doesn't um, and, you know, getting everybody's availability. Um, that's basically, at least in my perspective, that's mm-hmm. how the process has been for me. So then with um, like when you're on a location scout, what are some of the things that you're looking for? Right. Like um, particularly that influence like lighting and the camera movement like the creative elements of it right like you've got um i mean it sounds like um logically right step one is kind of figuring out what's the message what's the story like getting into the script um but once you or actually i'm going to change my question halfway question um (laughs) once once you've got the script and the message and like the the story that you're trying to um to communicate um what are um what are you looking to or thinking about when you're making those like lighting and camera movement and like, um, you know, like blocking and staging choices? Like, I, I guess that kind of bleeds into location scouts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what are some of those things that you're looking for um, creatively with that? I don't know. I, I asked that question like three different ways and I don't think any of them I asked very well. So I'll let you answer that. Yeah. However you interpreted the question. Yeah. I, I think I know what you mean. It's just kind of my goal at the end of the day is, um, making sure the director's vision gets across. Um, 
you know, I, I think it's my goal to um, translate that um, from a creative to a technical. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to get my ideas and, you know, get um, some of my thoughts and bring them to the table um, and just kind of see what works best. Um, but really, I, I think it's a dance between, um, you know, what what the goal, the, what, what vision the director is going for and what we actually can and can't do based on resources. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, so in a way I'm kind of like a middleman there, but mm-hmm. I think from a more of a creative standpoint, it's, you know, um, how can we translate the director, the ideas of the director, um, into, you know, certain aspects like, you know, you can use, obviously you have your camera movement, you have your, um, your lighting, you know, you can play with color, you can play with certain filtration on the lens, you know, lenses are a great creative Mm -hmm. choice too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a advocate for, um, specific like lenses for certain jobs um that can achieve a certain look that you're going for over like you know a a camera body you know i'm more so like okay let's get the right lenses and then the camera will um kind of be the next like thing to think about more Mm -hmm. from like a technical standpoint like is this the best camera for the crew is this the best camera for this specific job Mm -hmm. you know I don't know if that answers your question, but that's yeah, kind of yeah. like my thought process, my thought process there. Obviously, like as a director, um, that's probably the most creative position to have on a set. And mm-hmm. then director of photography is more so like translating that uh, creative idea um, technically, but also creative, you know, too, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you get creative with the technical tools you have, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that's probably what I like so much about it. Like I'm, I've always been like a hands-on person. Um, so to be able to actually have physical tools in front of me that I can use creatively, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I just think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So then what, um, when, when you're working with a director, um, do you have any like go-to questions or things that you'll, um, uh, like ask them and discuss with them when trying to like um, expand upon that creative vision. That oh yeah. Um, you know, I usually like, um, I just completely blanked. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I usually like to ask them, like, I would assume they're pretty early in the process if they're reaching out to me um, to like discuss things, but I usually like to ask them, like, um, what is your um, overall picture um, from a uh, cinematography perspective? You know, do you have any visual references? Do you have, Mm -hmm. um, like, a color palette? Do you have an idea of where, like, they want to, like, where you want to shoot some of these uh, scenes and some of these shots? Um, You know, it all depends, really, like some people can reach out to you and um, already have a lot of that stuff figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, It really just depends on the person at the end of the day. Like some directors um, 
at least from my perspective, they'll kind of approach me very early on. Like, I don't have any of this figured out. Uh-huh. Um, and then some of them can reach out to you and um, have all that figured out. Like, I actually had a meeting today and the director um, had the storyboards done, had the shot list done. Mm. They hadn't really scouted yet. You know, I love to be a part of that process as much as I possibly can. But mm. um I kind of more gravitate towards that, like, okay, you have a vision, um, so let's achieve that vision, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, I'm still kind of figuring out, you know, at the end of the day, I'll do both, but if I had to pick, it's more so, like, I like working with a director who has a, like, a vision, they have an idea, yeah. like, they're very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. I think it makes everybody else's job so much easier when they know specifically what they want so mm-hmm. another long-winded answer for you but <laughs> now that's what uh, just keep pouring out of my head no that's what the that's what the format's for um but uh oh i had a question there and uh this is i mentioned this i feel like a million times um i always feel like the hardest part of of learning to interview people like this is that um uh you have to be very tuned in and listen because if you're just thinking about what the next question is, yeah. you're, I mean, a, it's going to be like obvious to you, right. Where you're going to be like, he's not paying attention to this. Um, <laughs> but also like you, uh, you're going to miss out on like certain questions and, and things. Sure. And, uh, but then you'll have a question that you need to balance this. Like, okay, I've got this question listen i've got this question and then you forget the question like ah shit what uh what have i done here um um yeah i I guess i'll just echo the sentiment i think it is um it it does make quite a bit of difference like in in producing like a music video for example um it's always fun to sit down and work with an artist who doesn't have a vision for something and to come up with something um but the first step is always getting to that vision Mm -hmm. figuring out what it is because it's um it's tough um, when, when there's kind of a vague vision and you have to try and right. it, it's like searching your way through like a dark room to find what you need to find. Whereas if you could just like illuminate that a little bit, it's much easier to, to kind of get from point A to point B. Yep. Um, I'll ask, I'll ask a question that, uh, is going to be selfish because it's relevant to a project that I'm working on. Uh, um, man. but, um, have you what would you or what have you done in a scenario where um let's say there's a production that you're working on and it has it's gone on for a while and it's kind of like been uh picked up and put back down and picked up Mm. and put back down and like maybe there's one central person involved in it um but it's kind of moved from like uh you know certain people were involved with it at the beginning stages and then like separate at the middle stages and now separate at the end. Like, oh, how, interesting. yeah. Like how would you approach, um, maybe tying together these different creative elements that didn't have that vision in line, right. Where like, I'm sure these other stages, yeah. um, cause like, I, I, like I mentioned at the top of the question, I'm kind of in the middle of that. Like, yeah. um, I'm, I'm working on a short film, a dance film. It's been going on for a while. And it was, you know, shot by somebody and then it was scored by somebody. And now I'm working on like editing and color and like there's been a central person involved. But um, 
like I haven't communicated with anybody other than this central person has been uh-huh. like picked up and put back down. Um, so like in a scenario where maybe you have, uh, like conflicting visions or visions are vague yeah. or you're, you're working with these kind of disjointed puzzle pieces, like how do you go about, or how would you go about, um, maybe, uh, piecing those together mm-hmm. and, and finding what that, that vision is without, you know, um, cause not that there isn't a vision that I don't have from, you know, the, the, um, kind of central figure, but yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm repeating parts of the question, but anyway, does that, oh, yeah. does that question make no, sense? I know, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. you mean for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I've been pretty fortunate to not have to deal with that too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally feel for you there. That sounds like a horrible challenge to face, but the few times that I have experienced that, um, you know, I, I think a big thing is communication here. You know, it's like, you know, I, this is kind of where this, this is what we've stepped into in the beginning. This is the idea. Okay. It's changed now. So, you know, I've spent a lot of this time crafting, um, this or that now I have to do it differently. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, oh man, um, I think just communicating that I've spent so much time and energy on this that it's going to be, it's going to start to get a little tougher Mm -hmm. to, um, really get the point across, um, if it's going to be shuffled around like this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I think at least it starts with communication. Like, Hey, I've put so much time into this, you know, I selfishly, you know, like, I kind of want it to be over with, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, I think it starts there. Um, I, I, and you know, the few like scenarios I've thought of that in my past that I've been in this situation, that's kind of what it's been. Um, and, you know, thankfully a couple other times where, um, I worked on a project where, um, there were two directors, um, so obviously you can probably see where that go, where, where that leads to. Um, so, you know, there were a couple times where they would have a few different ideas. Um, and, you know, um, fortunately, um, it was more of a thing that they kind of dealt with themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, I think they had realized that, okay, it's going to be a problem if we have two different ideas here. So we kind of need to this out ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then figure out okay this is actually what we want to do and then communicate that down the ladder mm. um so you know i think that's i think that's a move just communicating mm-hmm. um but obviously it's easier said than done yeah yeah i wish you luck on that <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> no I, you and, know. and thankfully and, and i will say in case this person is, is listening i don't I don't think they are. Um, I probably won't have them on the on the podcast at some point anyway, because it's it's interesting project. Um, and it's one of those things where it's, uh, um, I haven't been involved with it until later down the process. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like I've invested a bunch of time and the visions change. It's like, I'm kind of picking up, like got like three different visions here that have okay. turned into these different pieces. Right. That I've now got to kind of put together. It's an interesting, uh, um, it's been a very interesting challenge. It's, it's fun to work on. And you're um, coloring on this, right? Coloring and cool. editing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but, uh, um, currently in the edit, um, 
I think color actually is going to be not awful. Um, I've already got plenty of ideas and like yeah. it's, it's shot in a single location gotcha. um, on a single camera on like two takes. So like, it's not like settings are changing and like, yeah. um, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's, um, and I, I wonder maybe I'm not going to ask a question, but if you have thoughts after I go on this mini rant, maybe it'll, it'll bubble something up. But yeah. like, I think there's a lot of the, the creative process that is, um, trying to decode and put together pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. where there's a lot of ideas floating around and there's a lot of like kind of ways you could do something or get to something and, and ways to assemble something. Um, and it's, it's a matter of like putting the time in and, and decoding it. Something that Garrett and I were actually talking about earlier this morning, um, with, uh, on his episode was, uh, um, the idea of having to like put the work in, like put the reps in. Um, mm-hmm. we were talking about how the 10,000 hours. Yep. Yep. Um, the, uh, um, Oh, that a lot of times the, the, there's a certain stereotypical like artist idea that a lot of people have in their heads of this kind of like eclectic, like disorganized person who's like just kind of doing all of this stuff. Um, when in reality, I think a lot of the folks I know, uh, and maybe it's just me personally, I don't know, but like they, uh, they are the ones putting the reps in and putting the active work in it. Oh, like, for sure. You know, having to, um, like the, the thing that I had, had said earlier was like, it's with editing, I'm trying to like decode this thing. And I know that if I just put enough time into it, it will reveal itself. Yeah. And, and having to sit down and like put in, um, I said, I called it like stints of editing. It's like, mm-hmm. I've got to put in this stint. Yeah. I've got to put it in. Like, it's not like I'm going into it without an idea of where I'm trying to get necessarily. I know at least in the short term, um, where I need to get with something, but in mm-hmm. the long term, I don't always know. Right. It's it's a matter of time and right. focus to get you there. If that makes sense, it can be like that on set too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes there isn't a like big picture idea of what we're shooting. Like sometimes there isn't um a big picture of a schedule. You know, sometimes you're there can be so many factors there, you know, it's like sometimes you have to focus on like the short term because that is what, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm working on a project right now as gaffer where, you know, they have the blueprint, they have the script, um, the schedule is a little shoddy, mm-hmm. but they at least know what they need to do then and there, which is good. You know, it could be better than nothing, mm-hmm. but um, I think that kind of ties in with the what you're saying on the post-production side that yeah sometimes sometimes you have the short-term ideas the short-term goals the short-term um things you have to check off um and i think in that it's sometimes that's all you can do Mm -hmm. um and eventually all those short-term things you have to do lead into the big picture um I, I don't know if that's kind of what you're saying too, yeah, but I, yeah. I, I I think sometimes it's okay to not have a big picture. Um, obviously, you want to have a big picture of what exactly is going to be happening, but I think you can kind of go off script sometimes if you have um, more of a short form uh, 
batch of ideas and batch of things you want to do, um, short form schedule. Um, and then, you know, the rest can kind of be figured out along the way. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's interesting. Cause I agree. I think that there's, there's something there, but I also, a, a principle that I think about a lot, um, in someone's calling me, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> put them put on speaker, probably, throw them on the, no, I'm just going to silence it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a telemarketer. Gotcha. On a Sunday. <laughs> um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, um, there's this idea that I um, uh, I think about a lot. And I, I think it applies to creative things as well, but um, I, I think it's a little bit larger than that. It, it can be an approach you can take to a lot of things. Um, but this idea of going from broad to narrow or um, like wide to focused and stuff like that um, in like thinking about like processes towards getting somewhere like to to keep on the edit or the analogy of like an edit um like what i was doing on this edit recently was like okay i know very broad level what we need at these points start Mm -hmm. there get stuff kind of there and then you Mm -hmm. can kind of work your way more narrow i think that that's something that um you know starting on the on the um on the broader principles before you work your your way more narrow and that's something that um yeah um actually came out of this podcast with holden we were talking about uh um and it's something i had noticed in other things and then holden mentioned it in the context of drawing um that uh that's like literally what you do in drawings you start with the broad details and then you get to the more more minute ones um i think it's interesting that like that is um i think that's a principle that you can find again and again and again in things um but uh i mean even in in cinematography right um maybe i'm i'm incorrect in this um but like i would assume if you have a scene or a location that you're lighting for you probably light for the wides first mm-hmm. right and then you yep. get into the to yep. the um that's exactly like drawing then yeah right? yeah you know you have your wide shot and you have an idea of like what direction you're shooting what's happening where's the light coming from um and then it kind of gets a little bit easier in the close-ups. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, but it's yeah, funny I how think that's it's, all tied together. Right? Yeah, right, right. It's very interesting. Um, it's something that I try and, and kind of repeat to myself or keep keep in the back of my mind with a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, um, oh, but I, I find it interesting that sometimes you have to um, deter from that, right? Where you don't always have a abroad right Mm -hmm. you don't always have that that wide vision um and and kind of finding that through the narrow maybe um Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah yeah i i i definitely think that um you know if the world was if the world was perfect you know i don't think i i just think everything would be generic and you know, formulaic, like mm-hmm. everybody would know exactly how to do everything and mm-hmm. things would get boring. And I think that would be it. So I, I, I think there's always exceptions to the rules. You know, I, I think filmmaking is certainly, um, when it comes to create a creativity perspective is about breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's where innovation happens. Um, so that's just kind of part of my philosophy. Obviously you want to have a foundation. Um, you want to have a general idea of like what we're trying to go for, but if you can kind of sit back and 
you know, let an idea just come to you, then you can kind of really create something awesome. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what do you have any, do any examples come to mind of times that you've had to sit back and let the idea come to you, so to speak? Yeah. Um, man, another great question. <laughs> <laughs> this might take me a second. Um, it's fine. We can cut any, yeah. cut any dead air need be I'm trying to think of one as well. Yeah. I think my, my biggest or the closest thing I can find to that is like, um, I think there's a balance between um, what I was saying earlier, right. Of how you have to put in the time and put in, like do those, those stints of work. Um, But there's also times where you, um, I guess you got to realize that you're spinning your wheels on something. Right. Time is what time and maybe distance is what it takes to to bring some of those ideas out. I can't think of a specific instance, but like, um, I guess like I've noticed that sometimes or with like, um, certain music videos that I've worked on, um, you know, the, that like maybe started a little bit more vague, um, and had to, it took time. I had to like get a rough version of it and like sit with it and Mm -hmm. be like, what does this need? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and it wasn't something that I could sit down and like focus on for an hour to find out what it needs. Right. It had to kind of sit with me. I had to sleep on and I had to, you know, see other things and take in new ideas and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah. Hmm. I have one. Go so for it. I, uh, I was gaffing a music video this summer, um, which I'm really f- looking forward to seeing when it's done. But, um, yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Uh, obviously we brought down what we could. Mm-hmm. So all of our resources literally were, in like three cars, which was awesome. <laughs> also had no service for a few days, which was great to disconnect. I want to talk to you, by the way, about social media at some point. Ah, yes. Um, but um, yeah, we were shooting in this uh, mar- like, like gas station slash like um, market, uh, if you want to call it that. But yeah, instead of, um, and this is a very like technical example, but I think, um, there's a certain way to do it, but I decided for a couple reasons to not do it this way. Um, there was a shot. We were in the corner of the building inside looking into another corner. Um, and, you know, we had motive, we had motivated light for a certain direction because in the wide we had established this is where the light's coming from. So, you know, um, obviously by doing that, you know, the certain angle we had, it was quite contrasty. Mm-hmm. So like the light was really only coming from the back of this character. So like lighting the back of their head, their shoulder. So they were facing away from the light. So we needed to figure out a way to get some fill, even though we were in basically on the left side of this building. There really wasn't any more room left to mm-hmm. get some return. So, and on top of that, you know, you're in a gas station with aisles. Yeah. So it's really hard to like maneuver. Um, so what I ended up doing was, um, instead of like finding a spot to get some fill light, um, we still had our fixtures set up outside. Um, I think there are two aperture 600 D's, um, 
coming in through the small windows we had. Um, I just repositioned um, the direction to basically um, the actual beam of the light was hitting instead of uh, the opposite end of the room. Um, I moved everything lamp right, panned everything lamp right to hit the area of the room where we were shooting. So if you are walking into the um, gas station, um, instead of hitting the left side, back left side, it was now hitting the back right side, which is where we were shooting. So it was bouncing off of that corner back into the um, like character's shadow side. So mm. instead of like, you know, getting something like a beadboard or something like that and trying to figure out how to bounce that way, um, I just sat there and think I, I sat there and thought and let the idea come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I came up with. And it, I think it looked a lot more natural that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would make sense for, you know, if uh, people aren't watching this on video, but right now, um, across from this house, um, there, the sun is hitting, uh, the houses across the street. So I think it would make sense if, you know, the sun is hitting the front of the house, it's going to shine through the front windows and then it's going to bounce off a wall and come back. Mm. So, you know, that's just it, it, very long winded, very uh-huh. technical, but that's just something that came to my mind when I thought, you know, sometimes, you know, you might not have an answer for something right away, but if you sit and let it, let the idea come to you, um, mm-hmm. eventually you'll find something. Now you might not have enough time in the world to figure something out because we have deadlines, uh-huh. but um, if you can kind of find a balance with that, um, I think great things can happen. Mm. How, if you have like ideas, um, you know, maybe you're, you're offset or, um, maybe you're not working on something at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, whenever you have like ideas or thoughts around like your process and the craft, like how are you mm-hmm. capturing those or how are you like, um, and maybe a broader version of this question as well as like, how, um, how are you kind of like honing that craft outside of, yeah. um, outside of the context of like the work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of, um, being observant and being, um, you know, open to perspectives and open to, um, you know, different thoughts, um, and different ideas, you know, obviously we have this beautiful world called the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, YouTube's a great resource. I, you know, other than like that kind of stuff, uh, I really enjoy photography still. Mm -hmm. I talked about it earlier. Like it's kind of been a lifelong thing for me, photography. Um, so, you know, to this day, I still like to go out and just kind of see the world and take pictures, you know, um, I think another thing too is you know watching movies. You know we have this mm-hmm. huge archive of millions of like films and movies that we can just watch. You know I I think with that in mind, I I think it's real. It's really hard to like. <laughs> it's really hard to um find the end of new and different ideas with everything that we have are at our disposable at our disposal. So I think, um, 
being observant to that kind of stuff and having an open mind to things is, you know, can kind of re up your thought process and your mm-hmm. creativity and, you know, ideas that you may, you might bring on to your next set. Mm, interesting. Um, all right. So let's, let's make the jump to, uh, let's talk social media. Um, cause you brought that up earlier. That's, uh, something very, very top of mind. I think by the time this drops, I'm not going to have social media. Oh, um, and oh, it's you've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I'll probably cut this. Um, yeah. So that's, that's part of it. Um, and yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to give a point to pick up where I can cut all that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with, with social media. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, by the time this drops, um, I probably won't be on it. It's an interesting, um, I've been trying to figure out this balance of like, um, it is a good medium or i don't think it's a good medium i think it's an easy medium mm-hmm. for releasing for sure. work for sure um and for sharing things which i think is a very important part of the creative process um but i think it comes with too many downsides um i'm working on like a longer like written post for my website on this um that actually i'm gonna i think i'm gonna put like little social media icons in my photo and just have them all linked to this article (laughs) um about like why i'm I'm, Uh, you know off of it but uh that's hilarious i i think that um i'm still trying to figure out like the the piece to the puzzle that is um uh like the networking piece of it right Mm -hmm. where I think there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, I need it for work or whatever. But I think right. that's kind of a because I, I told myself that for a while, but I think it's kind of a weak excuse. I think that there's probably better way. Like I have people who follow me on social media who I know don't know who I am, you know, right. like they oh, just yeah. followed me because I'm in the circle of people that they follow. Yep. And like, um, you know, it's like it's cool. Like there's some artists that I really respect and yep. like that. I like their work. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea who I am and they follow me because of X, Y, or Z, but that doesn't translate thing in terms of working. with, Right. Right. I have to get to know them. Right. Um, I think social media is so saturated with a lot of that. And there's a ton of, I mean, you can get into the whole rabbit hole of like time consumption and like, you know, it's, they're just trying to garner your attention and you're now competing your willpower with like billions of dollars of R and D to try and get Mm -hmm. your willpower and all that kind of stuff. It became apparent the second ad started popping up on social media yep yep um i don't you know maybe i'm revealing my age here i don't know but i remember you know there were never ads on social media it was just literally your friends uh-huh. like to the point where you know there wasn't any big influencers because mm-hmm. um, i consider that advertising too yeah um it was l- literally just seeing what your friends were doing mm-hmm. um and yeah that i think that's very much so changed i think that's i think that's what most of us want when it comes to a social media is we just want to see what our friends are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, it gets a little bit weird when, you know, strangers are following you and strangers are seeing your work. Mm -hmm. Um, it's cool that, you know, strangers can do that, but I don't know. I, I think it creates a disconnect between like, um, fiction and reality mm-hmm. like you know there's there's nothing better than being present and bring, being in the now and you know just kind of paying attention to what your circle um has going on mm-hmm. you know i i'm a simple person i 
I'm, I kind of want to get rid of social media too, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with you. And, you know, back to what it was, um, it's a net, it, at the end of the day, it is an, a networking tool mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And mm-hmm. I, I respect you for actually like being able to say, Hey, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really curious to like, you know, what, you know, have you found like something that can replace that? you know, do you think there's, cause obviously like you want people to see your work. So like, mm-hmm. you know, do you think it's as simple as like a website and like a blog and you know, that's kind of my question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think I am uniquely positioned for the move though, for a couple of reasons, but, um, I think it is a website and a blog, right? My, um, my day job is in search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking like power of algorithms and comfort in algorithms, I trust Google's algorithm way more than I do any social media algorithm. Um, a, because Google's incentives, um, and their algorithm are, I think, inherently different than um, social media's, right? Mm-hmm. Social media is trying to capture your attention and serve you advertisements, ultimately. Yep. Google is trying to, if you have an idea that you're trying to search for, they want to give you the most relevant result as quickly as possible. Right. And um, in the search engine optimization world, there's... Um, I mean, there's a litany of people, um, sometimes myself included, who may disagree that Google has accomplished this with their algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rolling out. I mean, there was a, an update recently that there was lots of talk about having to roll it back because uh, um, or uh, lots of discussion about they should roll it back. Google didn't say shit about this, right? Um, but uh, where like they rolled out an update that was uh, supposed to... Um, make content more relevant and helpful hmm. and in certain searches there was you would, pushback for that weird well oh no 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 it was that was what the update was supposed to oh, do. okay um but then on certain search terms that were like technology related it was serving like 12 year old forum discussions and it's like really there's no more relevant up-to-date content than this about <laughs> uh, about a technology that's rapidly evolved than this thing from 12 years ago on like quora right, right. um but uh so I, That's a good point because I see article. If I go to Google search something, I see a lot of stuff that's like super dated. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And there, that there's definitely more than just that. Yeah, there has to yeah. be. Um, and and I think the the so I ha- I have because it's part of my day job. I've got a a deeper understanding on that than most people. Um, and the by nature of what it is, the film and video industry. Mm-hmm. is just devoid of competition because nobody's writing any content right like it's all visual so nobody's writing content but right. google they're crawling the content they're analyzing the written word um so i um a lot of what i'm trying to do lately is um uh like work on my seo content for my website and okay. i think it's an outlet that um i'm gonna i'm gonna gracefully move us back to the social media piece but um from the networking piece of it I think I'm gonna try and supplement that with just reality, right? Um, which is, I'm interested to see how it goes because, like, to your point on it being a network tool, like that's how we met. It was like you messaged me right. on social media, right? Um, right. But uh, I, I think trying to network through reality, 
right? I think is a is at least what I'm gonna try. Um mm-hmm. and then uh the uh as a marketing tool, right? That's my goal. And like, I mean, I've gotten a couple of leads through that and and stuff. So there's that supplements some of that. Um and I'd like that to be kind of the main main focus. Mm-hmm. Um but then on the social media piece of it, I think what I like about it is that it's a medium that I have complete control over. Sure. Um, with social media, you're kind of at the whim of an algorithm change. Just, and I guess you you are with Google as well. To be fair, um, I just feel like not as bad. Yeah, it doesn't feel as um, because your incentives are aligned, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to get your content in front of people. Google will get your content in front of people if it is the most relevant piece of content. Um, but uh, is social media going to put your content? to the front if you're trying to sell something on that platform i would assume so mm. is it i don't know i, I genuinely don't know yeah. i haven't spent enough time with it to like because the other piece of it is like give a shit about it yeah i don't like putting the time into it like i even made like when i talked about getting off of social media i was gonna do like a whole bunch of shit posting and like weirdness i just never got around to doing it because i didn't i was like i don't want time into this i don't care like i mm. posted some photos and i've like you know i'm yeah. doing some stuff but uh um yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where I just haven't put the the time into it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think for creatives, um, website is very underutilized. Like mm-hmm. it's good for a portfolio, but it's something that can be used outside of that so much more. Like when I was doing the research on like like the amount of people who are ranking on content like if you search if you're looking for a colorist or somebody to like color grade your your content and you're googling it like the stuff that comes up is mostly not relevant it's mostly not colorists Mm -hmm. like um and it's just because like the visual nature people aren't writing content so google can't determine what's relevant you know um right but uh i guess it's my really long-winded answer to what my plan is post social media but yeah. um it also helps that Sounds i have like a like, good plan I yeah <laughs> it helps that i've got the day job to help me like mm-hmm. you know i'm not full-time as a colorist right now like mm-hmm. it's side stuff it funds mm-hmm. the the half running car sitting in my in my driveway that i'm <laughs> wrenching on um more than uh more than anything at the moment not that i wouldn't it don't make sense full-time. now it's a red porsche and <laughs> you're a colorist <laughs> yep yep i see <laughs> but um uh um but yeah i don't know um i don't know if you have any any thoughts on that i'd be curious i guess what um what your thoughts are on on social media i know i feel like we mentioned it um we had talked about it back when we got beers way back when as well um but i'm curious what your what your thoughts on the medium are and what your, yeah. your gripes with it might be yeah i mean i think a lot of my gripes are pretty um standard with a lot of people you know it's it's it can be a tool, but it can also be a distraction. Um, you know, I part of me almost thinks like I don't think social media was made for creatives, honestly. Um, you know, I, I you know I I'm sure somebody would somebody's listening to this and is like, hell no, it wasn't. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I I think there's so many other better ways to market yourself other than an Instagram or a Facebook, a TikTok, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, full disclosure, I, I don't have TikTok. I don't have Snapchat. I real I only have Instagram and Facebook. I hardly use Facebook. You know, there's a few mm-hmm. groups that I'm in, um, which 
to back to your point, you know, there are some good Facebook groups mm-hmm. where you can network. Um, I've, you know, I, I've had, had some success in that. Um, so, you know, there are some positives, you know, I, I think a lot of, um, a lot of it is also self-control, you know, too. I, I personally have, um, a 30 minute limit per day on Instagram Mm -hmm. and a 30 minute per day on Facebook. Um, you know, you you can actually go on your device and actually set a physical limit Mm -hmm. to it, which is helpful. Um, before you weren't able to do that, it was all on you. Um, so, you know, we'll see how long that actually works before I actually just delete and forget about it. But you know, it, it's a hard like balance um, that I'm still trying to figure out um, with, you know, do I, I need this to network, but at the same time, do I need it to network? Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of my predicament right now. Um, you know, it would have been nicer to have been born like 30, 40 years earlier, you uh-huh. know? Not have to worry about yeah. It. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if that, that's kind of my how how i'm thinking about it so yeah yeah it's interesting i think the the point of like i need it to network but do i need it that kind of thing like that's kind of what i've i've said and thought and my i i tend to push back on that i tend to think no probably don't but then there's part of me that goes well i can't really talk if i'm on it you know mm-hmm. so like i mean we'll see who knows maybe six months after i'm off social media i'll be like oh maybe i you know whatever but mm-hmm. <coughs> But uh, I don't know. Um, have you interviewed anybody on the podcast who doesn't have social media? I don't. I don't think so. Um, mm-mm. Yeah. No. That's crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like my uh, my dad didn't get a cell phone until a year ago. Really? Yeah. Why? What was his his reasoning behind it? He's a very simple man he uh he never had a need for it you know he w- he could he could talk to his family um pretty easily still um and you know few friends and that was really about it you know i he's not really like uh my dad's not really like a um he doesn't really care about image you know mm-hmm. um He's just your simple working class American uh, man, uh-huh. you know, and I, I'm sure there's a bunch of other people out there who are in the same boat. But, you know, it, I, I think it's becoming increasingly rare for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I whenever I tell that to people, I get literally the same exact reaction uh-huh. like, oh, my God. So and my mom has a flip phone, so. That kind of gives you an idea of like what I think about technology and uh-huh. social media. You know, yeah, I, I have it, but it's like I try to not let it consume me, and you know, I I don't want it to consume me. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically mentioned um, this music video project um, that we were talking about earlier because um, it felt so great to disconnect from mm-hmm. like technology and not have phone service for a few days and just kind of be out in nature and not having to worry about all that. I think your, your attention can be really like picked at when mm-hmm. you're on, on the web, you know? Yep. Um, I, th- I, 
it i don't know i i just think it it's it's weird you know like what what is the ultimate like goal of these companies i'm not gonna dive into the conspiracy theories uh-huh. but you know it's just it makes you wonder yeah well it's a very your time and attention is a very valuable thing um especially for me who is easily distracted and easily me too. <laughs> you know i'm also trying to do 40,000 different things for whatever stupid reason I do, (laughs) you know? Um, so like there's an extent to which for me, it's like, well, I can get pulled into social media or like some BS on my phone or I could be working on these other things I'm trying to work on. Um, it actually went so far that, um, thought about getting flip phone, thought about it. Um, but I ended up, uh, um, I got a Palm PVG 100 at one point, I have no idea um, what that which is. is about this big and it's an Android phone. Okay. Uh, for those listening, it's like maybe three, four inches tall. Yeah. Um, very, very tiny. Um, and, uh, but it was just a smartphone that ran Android and the, okay. the catch was I'm on, uh, Google Fi, So I was able to pull my SIM card and put Google Fi onto that. Um, and the point was to like try and use my phone less. And it was interesting. It, it worked. Um, it had a lot of other quirks and downsides, battery life, mostly more than anything, uh, <laughs> with a battery case that like tripled its battery life. It still gets like a day's <laughs> worth of battery. Um, so if I had to travel and stuff, um, you know, I had to switch over my other phone. It was just not gonna, it was not gonna work for that. Um, yeah. amongst a bunch of other things. I also, um, try to take a ton of notes and it's very difficult to type mm-hmm. notes when I'm on a little, little tiny screen. Yep. Um, but yeah, like similarly trying to, to disconnect from it a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, this has been great. Um, I've glad you just, I'm well, first of all, I'm glad, you know, being very ironic here. I'm glad that I hit you up on social media, <laughs> yep, yep. um, to be able to have this discussion and have this podcast, you know, it kind of came full circle. So, mm-hmm. um, do you have any any questions that are left on the table that no, you're wondering? I was going to say, I think we've we've kind of covered everything. Um, if there's, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to if you want to plug anything, plug the socials. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is typically, um, yeah. But yeah, whatever you want to plug, and uh, or if you've got any any parting parting thoughts or wisdom, yeah. Um, trying to think um yeah i mean social media uh jack miller vp on instagram that's about it um in terms of that uh you know a couple of short films and projects you can check out that i've worked on um if you really like cooking um riley was the colorist on this um top vegan season one is on youtube and Oh man, this is awful. Uh it is on a streaming service, but I can't Oh, Unchained. Unchained okay. TV. Huh. Um I guess it's a plant-based um subscription mm, um, streaming service. Um but yeah, Top Vegan, uh reality cooking show I was director of photography on. Um there is a horror comedy short film that I just got done shooting. Um and I think it's public now. It's called You See What I Deal With and okay. it's on YouTube um i have a it's not out yet but i was able to shoot my first feature-length film last fall it's called fields adrift um i kind of played a few hats on there um unfortunately i was not able to recruit riley to color it (laughs) um i was a i ended up color grading it um but i'm pretty happy with how that turned out i think it's my best work um but i don't want to be complacent you know i'm always 
trying to grow and learn things. Um, but you know, look, look for that soon. It's probably going to be in some film festivals, but yeah, uh, you can kind of see all that stuff and get updates from my Instagram. So, um, check me out and yeah, uh, (laughs) that's about it. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, I'll have, uh, links to anything relevant. Like if you get me links to, to, trailers or anything like that i can um um, i'll throw them up in the show notes on the website which will be linked in the description um if you are uh if you are listening to this in the future um so yeah i think that's about it thanks for uh thanks for chatting man yeah thanks so much riley